Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire Johnson. All right, Kenya, we're back. Hello, Dr. Smith. How are you? I am doing great, as See, usual. I told you. I knew you were going to say great or fantastic. So now I'm going to stop asking you that question. I'm going to say, what's wrong in your life today? But anyway, no, no, no. no. We, we're not going to make, we're not going to drum that up. We're not going to drum that up. No, all is, all is good. All is well in the world. Uh, yeah, we're, we're moving and grooving. So uh, for this uh, this podcast, I think we got some got got a really good person that we both enjoy talking to, oh, and yes. uh, we'll we'll get get to that in, in a minute. But um, I want to give our start off with our music tip for the day, and which is start plan if you're going to plan anything, a project, uh, tour, whatever it is, plan it from the end. And what I mean by that is plan. What is it that you, what, what's your goal? Number one, if it's the, the goal is a financial goal, then what can you actually make from this event or project or whatever it is? And then you make your budget and you plan accordingly, but you have to know going in mm-hmm. what your outcome is going to be. Yes. So that's, that's the, uh, that's the tip. That's a very, uh, yet again, a really a good tip because I think, you know, us creatives will have this really fantastic, extravagant idea, creative idea, <laughs> and just let's go, you know, and, and not really be thinking about the end and why and the point and the budget and the, and the, and the, and the, and, the, and it keeps going. So I think that's right. a, another really fantastic music tip. One that I am actually Yes, because I have a variety of things right now. And, and the moment I think at the end, I'm like, nope, we're not ready yet. <laughs> right, right. When I start working backwards, not ready, not ready. And, okay. and it also lets you know how many people you can have involved, uh, how yeah. much time you should spend um, mm-hmm. to doing something. So it helps you to really plan and organize what you're doing. If you just if you know going in what what you're doing and what you want the outcome to be. So that's exactly just it. Exactly. It's a reality check too. It's a huge reality check when you, yeah, when you go through the processes. Well, I am excited today to to introduce our guest. First, be, before I, I, I introduce her, we are going to be laughing probably a lot throughout this podcast, listeners. So just just be ready because this this artist, Bear with she's, us. she's amazing <laughs> musically, but she is like probably a little bit insanely hilarious as well. So I, I anticipate no pressure when she gets on or anything, but I anticipate we might have a little laugh you know, a little two or three laughs here or there. But I'm really excited to introduce her. I always let our guests really introduce themselves. But, um, you know, this to, this month is Women's History Month, uh, which is March. So it's really cool. We've got a lot of female artists we're interviewing um, this month. But today, the, the day that we're actually recording this podcast, which is a little bit earlier than 
when you guys are actually hearing it, but it's International Women's Day. So I, it's just a exactly. nice little kind of, yeah, you know, perfect trifecta so thingy. Yeah. Right. So fitting. Yeah. So um, without any more delay, I want to introduce to you guys an, an amazing jazz pianist composer. Her name is Amy Bormitt. Amy, are you here? Hi, Kenya. Hi, Will. <laughs> How, hey, are what's going on? How are you? How are you? Super. I'm I'm a little cold because I just came to DC from LA, so my body is adjusting. <laughs> I have like all of my clothes on that I packed at the same time and like three pairs of socks. But other than that, I'm great. <laughs> Happy International uh, Women's Day. Happy Women's International Women's Day. Happy. Happy. Yeah. Uh, well, I'd like the time to of start. Year I can always get a gig. So. Yes. Yes. You are. Yes. <laughs> Awesome. And you can, you're, you're creating some amazing things for other women artists. And we're going to get into that. But before we get into that, right. if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself, musically, your background, um, you know, musically, currently kind of who you are and then your background, what, what got you here? Sure. Um, yeah, I'm a pianist. I'm a vocalist. I'm a composer. Uh, I'm a pretty bad accordion player, um, <laughs> bad in the literal sense of bad. And, um, I, yeah, I, I grew up in D.C. I went to Duke Ellington School of the Arts and uh, studied with Davey Yarborough at the Washington Jazz Arts Institute. I went to University of Michigan and studied with Jerry Allen. I uh, went to Howard University and studied with Charlie Young and Fred Irby and all those, all those people. And um, yeah, I have been playing professionally since I was in high school, thanks, thanks to Davey Yarborough. And um mm. So that's about 15 years now, and I've been making music all over D.C. and uh, started the Washington Women in Jazz Festival eight years ago and running that wow. this week. And uh, wow. now I'm currently living in L.A. and working as a composer, freelance composer um, and performer. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. That, that's a yep. lot. That's a lot. Amy. It almost, it, I mean, it sounds it's like you would think Amy's like, you know, 50 some years old, but she's like 10 guys and she's done all of this. So <laughs> that's really. I'm only 14. <laughs> she's <Incredible>. only 14. <laughs> and she's done all of this. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. You're, you're a part of the, uh, the, the DC jazz community and, uh, it's a, it's, it's one big happy family, uh, here in DC. So, um, oh, DC yeah, is the most beautiful jazz scene, and I I think that was so. It's like stepping into another world. Getting off the plane, I got off at D, you know at DCA last night, and I came mm-hmm. into town, and I went straight to Mr. Henry's to Herb Scott's <laughs> Capitol Hill Jazz Jam. That's my mm-hmm. buddy. We went to school together. We played so much music together. Um, mm. since we were teenagers and I went down there and immediately I was like, Oh, I'm home. Everyone is so exactly. great. Everyone is so nice. It's like Torres Mateen and just all these killer musicians immediately in the room. And they're letting people come up who, you know, might not be at the level of, of professional musician that they're at. And they're, you know, they're letting, making music together. And the community here is just, it's really powerful. So it yeah. Is, it yeah, is. I love it. Yeah. 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 This is uh, this is the the fam the family the musical family that brought helped brought bring me up because I went me too I went to Howard so we studied with some yeah. of the same folks Charlie Young that was my sax teacher and uh, wow. yeah and, and Irby and, and Stone the and best. all them but yeah man totally and and Davey you know he's he's the one that's pretty much groomed all all the young cats to come totally, up and, totally. and 
and not so young Cash, but <laughs> he's he's been the, <laughs> the, the one of the torchbearers here for jazz education. So yeah, he's yeah. Uh, he's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And- I so, wonder if people. So, go, I, I, go ahead. I, was say, I wonder if people recognize that DC is such a um, those people who are outside of DC or, you know, those especially those artists who you know are, are interested in really trying to get in jazz. I don't know if if people who are not in that area recognize how much of a haven you know it really is, and you know, so that that's really important that you even bring that up so that people understand you know people here dc and i think they just think politics and whatever but the music scene in dc is like you said it's amazing it's 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 an incredibly um supportive and loyal um space you know uh beyond just the presence it's it's you know there's a lot of loyalty there Mm -hmm. i I find when Mm -hmm. i go to dc you know i i don't have a problem getting people out you know coming supporting the the shows a, a lot of loyalty there yeah, it's, it's beautiful. I think, you know, it's a combination of just this amazing cultural scene and people who are supportive of the arts in D.C. combined with this, the legacy of incredible musicians and, you know, uh, teachers, educators, you know, people mm-hmm. like Davey Yarbrough who've gone into uh, being mentors for whole communities of people and um, all of the people that are, are educating in the colleges here. And it's just a it's a great place to grow up as a musician and it's also a great place to make a living as a musician so mm. but i left so but yeah, I, I was about to say so so amy <laughs> we're like we're like talking uh, about the, the mecca time, of dc you know, but you left now, so. <laughs> could you tell us airplanes. maybe i get tell on them well, it's like five hours <laughs> Tell it's us fun. why did you leave? Like why? Yeah, what what got you to you know to go to L.A.? Why the departure? Okay, yeah. So I I moved to D.C. I mean, where did I move? Uh oh, it's all over. <laughs> I moved to L.A. Um, looking for more work as a composer. I think um, being in D.C. is great. It's a great place to be a performer, and it's a great place to be a creative person. But I wanted to uh, find some some other venues for making money and for uh, expressing myself more importantly. And um, so, yeah, I, I love being in L.A. It's kind of crazy and there's just nonstop action happening there. And I love the whole concept of being able to one day uh, play a gig with a country singer from South Africa and the next day play an R&B <laughs> gig. And the day after that, get a phone call at 2 p.m. that says, hey, can you come play with this Swedish pop singer And here's some MP3s and it's tonight at eight. And, you know, like just the randomness of it all is really appealing to this aspect of my personality, which is I love, I love stuff. I love, you know, I'm an improviser at heart. Like that's, I think what draws me Mm -hmm. to the music is that I'm an improviser and having these situations thrown at me that are so random and um, very high stakes puts me under a lot of pressure that I, I, I think I get an adrenaline boost, like I'm some sort of surfer or something. Like I, I get this big boost out of it and I just love being there um, for that reason, you know, but I'm in DC all the time because it would be like, it would just be like not feeding my soul. I would just be the, the saddest, most shriveled um, sunburnt person <laughs> living in LA. Um, so I have to come back to DC. All my family's here and really my community is still still very much here when i when i think about community i think of the people here and i love la but uh mm-hmm. yeah but dc is definitely my heart well that explains a lot mm-hmm. actually 
uh, <laughs> because uh, speaking of high stakes and random, uh, you um, you saved me on a on a situation where I overbooked <laughs> myself one time, and uh, and I called you for the gig, and uh, and you said sure, I'll be up there in like whatever, like ten fifteen minutes, <laughs> and uh, you sh- you showed up and showed out and, and played the gig, and everybody was happy. So uh, there you go, it was high best. stakes it and made random. Me happy, so. <laughs> I, and I appreciate that, and thank you again. <laughs> Hey, my pleasure. You know, I'm so I'm so happy to have the the background that I do and the amazing teachers that I've had and the and the informal learning that I've had from being on the bandstand that like, you know, if people call, I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. You know, whatever. We'll make it work. Like, let's let's do it. That's (laughs) generally my default, my default answer to all problems. Sure. Let's do it. <laughs> that is such a that that is so fantastic, though. I, I mean, because I, I know for someone like me as a as a singer where, you know, it happens often where, you know, a player, one of the players, you know, can't make it. And so we got to get a fill in and, you know, we got to get somebody, you know, whatever. And and I always so appreciate and love those musicians who you call them. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. You know, just send it over. And they, and they just, you know, I mean, it's not, it's, I, I would say that a lot of musicians will, will say that, but then it's like, yeah, you know, when they get there maybe, but then there's those musicians who say it and they just do it and, and they make it, you know, it's, it's, it's like, wow, like you actually did a, a great job too. And so I think that's, you know, that's a, another kind of little quick little tidbit lesson for mm-hmm. artists to hear, you know, know your stuff, know your stuff mm-hmm. so that, you know, people, when you do get called randomly, you know, you can just, you can just move and you can, you can roll with it. Not that we're going to be as good at it as Amy is, but you know, that's a, <laughs> that's a really good, can you play this gig 20 minutes? Like, no. <laughs> but you know what? I'm, I'm kind of like a sneak attack person too, because I, I love music and I listen to music all the time. So like, I know, I know people's music without them knowing about it. Like, Mm. I know you guys had Shauna Tucker on and Shauna and I, we have been like best friends from the moment that we met on the internet. And then we met in life and I was like, this is an amazing person. But like, I stalked her real hard. (laughs) Like I listened to all of her music and she didn't know about it. And I wasn't trying to be a creep like that. You know, I was, I was really getting into it. And I think other musicians, sometimes we don't, do that with our peers we just right. like do it with yeah. you know we think oh i listen to this art blakey album like but no you should listen to your peers music because you never know and she came out to la and her piano player missed the flight and who got the call at four o'clock for the seven o'clock gig me you know right. so i was like right. oh yeah i can come yeah can you send me yeah just send me some charts <laughs> and i got there and i already knew how all the songs went so i was like oh yeah and she was like right. wow that's great i'm like yeah i'm not sure yeah. Yeah. Sure, right. she won't listen to this, right. right? She'll never know. Yeah, that's awesome. She'll never listen. No, she'll that's never know. Awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm a stalker of Shauna's too, and it's so funny. She has, you know, I said, you know, if you ever just need somebody to sing that one little background, that little lib, <laughs> that little just, you know, I got it. I got it. I know what it is. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, awesome. great. Yeah, well, that's uh, that was one of the things, um, but. You know, we're we haven't even uh, touched the 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 big big thing that you you're involved in, uh, which is the festival uh, Women in Jazz. Yes. Uh, how did that start? 
and I uh, got a couple of questions around that. But first of all, how, how did that start? Sure. Well, um, when I was finishing at Howard, I got a residency at the Kennedy Center for Betty Carter Jazz Ahead and um, spent a lot of time with Billy Taylor. And I was lucky enough to have met him through Dave Yarbrough when I was a kid. And um, then kind of talking to him as an adult gave me a completely different perspective. And I had been going to the Mary Lou Williams Women in Jazz Festival at the Kennedy Center. Right. Um, and loved it. And, and, you know, Billy Taylor put that together and he made that happen. And that right. was his baby. And talking to him mm-hmm. about that and talking to him about his experience with Mary Lou Williams. And then, um, you know, he offered me a, a spot to play on the festival that year. And I Beautiful. said, Oh, this is, this is the best. And I played, um, played for the festival. And when I was there, all these women are hanging out backstage and I, my mm-hmm. mind was just blown. Like I'd never been in that situation with so many professional women, jazz musicians in one place. And it, there was no men. There was just, it mm. was, I just was looking around and like diva was there that year. And I was just looking around mm. like, wait, what, what's happening? <laughs> Hmm. what is this vibe like what is going on right. i didn't even know it was, it was like unicorns all in one space you know in <laughs> a magical field of unicorns and i looked around and i was like hey some of these women are in dc and i've never played with them right and i've like they don't get regular gigs like that in dc that i'm that i'm seeing um like on my radar you know and and i knew in my mind from that moment that I had to figure out how to play with these women on the regular mm-hmm. and right. how to make that mm-hmm. a part of my life um, in a way that would help me build my career and help me um, stand up for what I believed in uh, and mm-hmm. uh, help me get my message across to the DC community and to build a jazz audience around uh, women musicians in DC. So I started the festival um, in 2011, and I had mm-hmm. uh, singers and piano players and and you know everybody, horn players and and anyone I could find to play on my jazz festival. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. so I just started booking gigs and in March to celebrate Women's History Month. And then from the concerts, it turned into something that we now have, you know history lessons and lectures built into it and uh, business panels and workshops on intersectional feminism and, you know, all these things Mm -hmm. that come out of being uh, a woman musician, especially specifically a woman jazz musician. So um, that's kind Mm -hmm. of how that came about. And now I'm into year number eight and I've been, you know, doing collaborations with women internationally and uh, women from New York and the core of the festival remains this group of DC jazz women who we put on the concerts and we plan the concerts and then uh, invite people into into our special sacred DC jazz community. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, that, that's a, Mary Lou Williams is is uh, is one of, someone who doesn't get enough recognition in the jazz yes. history when people talk about her. I mean, she. You know, she arranged for folk that people don't even even know about, and then uh, yeah. and then and like you said, there's so many amazing women jazz musicians that people don't don't get a chance to hear. But uh, you know, yeah. Jan- Janelle Gill is one of my favorite, and uh, yes. I, she was in my 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 first uh, first group. Well, yeah, actually second second recording second mm. group, but yeah, but she's on my my, my second recording. So uh, 
Yeah, people people don't yeah, don't know I'm, the, the I talent. I stalk her too. I stalk right, her right. all the time. <laughs> well, she she's one of my I, favorite know, I I mean, piano players. Period. Yeah, she. Everybody when I was at Ellington was like, "What? How do you not know? Do you know? Do you know Janelle? Do you know Janelle?" And I was like, <laughs> I, "Of course I know Janelle." You know, like it was like Janelle and like Sweet Cherie. These were like the women that right. I knew about when I was sixteen. You know, and uh, yeah, mind blown. It was yeah, just so it's a really powerful wow. legacy. Growing up being a uh, a jazz musician in DC. I think. Mm-hmm. Wow, and and to know that you've created us, you know, you created a space like that. That to me, I just find it, you know, it's, it's almost a little bizarre that prior to that, that space had not been created. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. as, especially talking about the history of you know the jazz presence in the DC area, and to to know that you you know pioneered something like that. Um, and clearly it's working if you're on, you know, year eight, year nine. I mean, no, we're on year eight, right? Yeah. Eight, so, yeah. I mean, that's, 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 there's something working there. So yeah. I, how well, do you, there's something yeah. In the <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, now, do you do, the, <laughs> do you do this by yourself or, I mean, how is this orchestrated at this point? Because I know I, I run into a lot of, um, artists here in Chicago who want to start, um, you know, small festivals and small and, and, you know, you would think Chicago actually has a lot. It's another real big music, you know, space. Um, and they do a lot of, yeah, a lot of music festivals. Um, but a lot of the music festivals are so, um, they're so instituted and so, you know, I don't want to say so old, but they're just so ready. It's, it's hard to break into those. So right. a lot of, a lot of people are wanting to, you know, start, I've, I've met many people from, from artists to, you know, just event um, planners and so forth who want to start festivals, but they kind of fall um, because not really understanding what that means and the manpower of that. So, you know, I guess I have two questions. One is, are you doing this all alone? And then two, um, you know, what advice would you give an, an artist or somebody in the music industry who wants to start, you know, their own kind of festival, kind of like what you've done? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's good. I, uh, I, you know, you're never alone. So even when you try to do something, there's always other people uh, around you that make it happen. And for me, um, it's been an amazing experience to realize that something that I see as um, really powerful and really uh, useful to to our community, that other people see it the same way. And um, like you said, it, it was the sort of thing that when I started... Everybody was like, wait, why is there not something like that already? And, um, (laughs) you know, to me, something that's been really important the last couple of years is to figure out that I don't need to have this festival be the largest, biggest, uh, most Mm. uh, flashy festival in the country. Like, I don't need to invite Chaka Khan to make my Women in Jazz Festival (laughs) go. Um, And that if I keep my eye on the prize, which is really growing and and uh strengthening the dc jazz community that that can have a really um the most impactful uh experience so i have when i started the festival i had obviously all the all the venues i i couldn't afford to pay for venues i couldn't afford to pay for rent a space so uh i started very small i got twins jazz to give me five dates and then I did a couple of other dates at Red Door, which is now closed as an old uh, DIY warehouse space. 
Mm. Um, and I, so I just said, okay, I know I have these spaces for free. Let me try to sell some tickets. Let me try to get some press. And all of that was, was something that was new for me. You know, I'd done, I'd done a lot of one-off shows, but I had never tried to promote other people and more than just me and something, something bigger. Um, and I just went, you know, I was like, right when I first got on Twitter, it was right when I really got on Facebook, like paying attention to trying to make events on Facebook and, um, Uh you know, trying to connect with bloggers and local, you know, local DC people to get people to pay attention, um, to what we were doing. And it, you know, it turned out really, really great. So I would say if you want to start something, um, you know, start something that is, uh, measurable and achievable for me, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about these really, really high, huge goals, you know, but it's so nice to be able to say, okay, what can I accomplish that can be done, um, in, almost in a miniature sort of way. Like how can I, how can I make a jazz festival out of the people that I know in the community and mm-hmm. how, out of the resources that I currently have so that I can spend right. all my time focusing on promoting and getting people out and uh, bringing attention to the issue that I um, wanted to see. So, right. yeah, right. I think, I think that I, I don't do it by myself is the back to your first question. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I have, I had those musicians that I, I was talking about earlier and Lee Pilzer is one of them. Um, amazing saxophone player, arranger, composer, person, scholar. She's getting her doctorate right now, George Mason. And it's just uh, mm-hmm. phenomenal. And she plays very sax, um, for Diva, the jazz orchestra in New York, all women, women's jazz orchestra in New York that's been around uh, since, you know, forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I just, she, to me, has been somebody that's been a great resource because she grew up in D.C., knows everybody in D.C. in a different, uh, you know, in a different way than I do. You know, she's, she mm-hmm. knew all of these people who were functioning professional women musicians in D.C. She knew all the military, you know, she does, she mm-hmm. knows all the military musicians in, in D.C. and... Um, got me a lot of resources and uh, attention that way mm-hmm. and has helped me out in uh, talking about the historical context of being a woman jazz musician in D.C. and talking about International Sweethearts of Rhythm, the all-women big band from mm-hmm. you know 30s, 40s, and how they had a house in Alexandria mm-hmm. and how you know all the people that the women that after that band ended were you know still gigging and working in D.C. and Shirley Horn and all these things, mm-hmm. you know, just this whole legacy of of jazz women in D.C. and and making me feel like this is part of that um, that whole quilt that story. of yeah uh, and and yeah this all the story of the city and so that's been huge. Uh, Jessica Boykin Settles is another person, of course, um, yeah. who has has definitely guided me and um, you know, she, I knew her from when I was a teenager going to the Washington Jazz Arts Institute. She was teaching there. She's a great vocalist. She teaches at uh, Jazz Voice at Howard University. And, you know, mm-hmm. just these, I, there's so many people. And I have this core core yeah. group. Um, Shannon Gunn is another one who started an all-female big band, Shannon Gunn and the Bullets, the same year that I started the festival. So we've mm-hmm. really grown our projects together um, side by side. And... Uh, 
you know, and there's men in town that are helping me, you know, the men that I've, that I've worked with, the other jazz musicians, the, the other half of the, of the jazz scene, uh, you know, Brad Lindy and the Bohemian Caverns Jazz Orchestra, I was a founding mm-hmm. member of that orchestra. So everybody in that band, every year it was time for the festival, we would bring someone, uh, someone new, a new woman down, a composer, an arranger down to play their charts and play their music in the big band. Um, Mm. so, you know, it's just been a really powerful experience of learning to utilize my network of people and my friends and my community in a way that, um, that helps me move the whole project forward and also being, uh, aware of what the proper size is for my jazz festival, you know, that Goldilocks size and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe two, (laughs) three years ago I did a festival and it was a whole month. You know, it was too much. It was right. crazy. And yeah, finally yeah. I could bring it back and say, this is what I need. A week is perfect. Then I have, I get the attention that I need. I get the promotional materials that I need. And we draw the people out that, that need to be here. So, And it doesn't hurt. Yeah. You're awesome. such a nice person and everybody likes you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> I try to be nice. Like, be nice. That's my other pro tip. Oh Just my don't God. Be mean. Yes. <laughs> we say that every podcast. Be nice. Yeah. That, that's a, no. be nice. it's a huge plus. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, I genuinely enjoy being around people. So I think that, you know, that has been a big part of who I am. I'm a party planner. I'm the kind of person where I think of this event as a potluck and yes, it's happening in my house. <laughs> and yes, I'm making nice. the, I'm making food, but also everybody's bringing something and I don't yeah. have to feel like awesome. I'm throwing a fancy dinner party and I'm doing all of it. Yep. Ah, I love that. I love that. And I'm so glad that you said that because that just represents community and, and music. You know, I, I sometimes feel like we we're losing a little bit of a sense of community. Jazz is jazz is still a kind of unique space. And that I really think that people who are doing jazz, I mean, one, you know, talent must exist. Um, there's a lot of genres now that talent. Well, you know, you might can get it. You may cannot, you know, but right now, mm. but I think the jazz mm-hmm. is a space you need that. And there's a there's a special kind of community that that occurs automatically within that. And, and so that's so huge because, you know, sometimes as artists, we want to isolate ourselves or we're now we're like Googling or getting on IG and trying to figure out who we can find to do, you know, and it's like, look in your own backyard. Like, you know, what, yeah. what's, what's your, what's your, what's your connection as it is. And, and why do we keep looking um, to the stars for these major mega you know, events. I understand why, because you see that a lot, but you know, you just gave a lot of really good food for thought. Um, you know, whether it's a festival or even if it's just a show, you know, just a a showcase, maybe it's not going to be as, you know, extravagant as a, as a whole festival, but that was good stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of that too is, is, is finding the people that, um, are your peers and lifting everyone up at the same time. Um, and that's mm-hmm. for me is something that's been really unique with this festival is that it's um, multi generational, which I think a lot right. of times it's hard to find people to be a mentor in a natural in a natural state and natural environment. But there's things that we can learn from each other. You know, I'm teaching people how to tweet. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm showing you how to do this, and you're telling right. me all of this right. legacy and all of this information that I right. need to. Uh, to support myself and and to support the DC jazz scene, you know, and and 
you know, someone else might have the experience of, you know, Lee Pilzer is an amazing uh, arranger. And so she's looking at my big band charts and I'm telling her she needs to open an Instagram account. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there's, Mm -hmm. there's just a lot of back and forth and there's this great feeling when you can get people from different backgrounds. It's not just a bunch of college students playing with college students and a bunch of old guys playing with old guys that we have, you know, this cross generational activity and, uh, ethnicity and background. And I have a lot of, of women who are coming from different countries playing on the festival. And I have, you know, people who have immigrated to the U S and, uh, it just brings a completely different perspective when you can get a lot of opinions and yet Mm -hmm. we're still all women. So there's this, there's still still this Mm -hmm. theme and, uh, and this, this, uh, community that's happening naturally that we can build Mm -hmm. on by having that full, full experience yeah, yeah, you, that is awesome. Yeah, you you answered uh, one of the questions I was going to ask, which was, "How are you doing all of this and still composing and performing?" Um, <laughs> <laughs> you you said that you uh, you were just uh, you you made it manageable. You made the festival manageable, and uh, that makes so much so much sense. Um, and then also, I think my my other question was, uh, what what advice would you give for some of these these young ladies coming up? Um, what 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 do you think uh, they they should know from from your vantage point now uh, as they try to move forward in a career in music? Yeah, um, that's something I I'm constantly thinking about. Like, what would I want? You know, not only what do I want to see now happening, but what would I have wanted in college? Exactly. Um, out of my festival and uh in high school out of my festival like i got so much out of the mary lou williams festival when i was in high school but imagine if i had had uh you know i i went backstage all the time because i was i was that kind of kid you know what i mean like i was always like hi how are you and i i I know somebody um uh uh mm." but i had like i had like my one friend at the kennedy center side door and i'd be like hey and he's like just go just just go don't even don't even even make anything up just go um so you know what would i have wanted out of out of uh my festival if i had something like this you know so i've i've done uh i started the second year of the festival. So this is going to be the seventh year that I'll be doing it. Um, the young artist showcase. And this year mm. is, is gigantic. And normally I have, I, I was trying to keep it local and I was like, Oh, I'll just have DC, Maryland, Virginia. And I'll just send it out to those schools. And so normally I would have five to 10 students. And this year I was like, uh, you know, somebody asked me, Oh, can I, can I, uh, can I send this out to my students in North Carolina? You know, Shauna was like, Oh, do you want me to send this to students in North yeah. Carolina? Yeah, sure. Oh, I sh- I guess I should give it to my students in California. So I have <laughs> right. four of my students coming and then a bunch of my people that I know in California sent it out to their students. So then I have another five people from, so I have nine students just from California coming. And wow. then, you know, so the whole thing is blown up. I now have 20 high school and college women showing up at my house tomorrow to rehearse all day. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, oh, that's and, like, awesome. It's yeah, so that's, beautiful. That's beautiful. And how, yeah. you know, how can we turn that into a, into a, a great experience, you know, and, and make something that, that people are aware of this community earlier than I was, you know, and I, I'm feel like I'm lucky and blessed in the world of women in jazz because I went to school at University of Michigan, which at the time was the only jazz program headed by a woman, headed right. by Ellen Rowe. And so, mm-hmm. like, 
what, how can I make this into something that uh, is a great experience for them? So I've been trying to turn it into getting people to come for the whole festival and hanging out the whole time. And that's like my, that's like my baby. Like I want to make that into something bigger so that we can build on this, build on this community and have this whole crop of, uh, of young women who are coming and saying, I, you know, I'm strong, I'm, I'm independent. I'm able to articulate, uh, what, what I know is right and what, you know, how I know how to navigate this business. Um, not only, Business-wise, but emotionally and mentally, and uh, how to really have a a complete person, and how to support that um, as women. Yeah, yeah. I I, I have yeah. a call af- after our, our talk with uh, one of my mentees. Uh, she's a, a saxophone player, and uh, yeah, I'm trying to help guide her. But that's that's a uh, you know one one of the, the questions I had because I was trying to help show her what is possible and that there are people out here doing right. this. And, um, yes. yeah, so it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to, well, not think I'm going to put her in touch with you <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So. I was about to say, she needs to become a next like, week. Why didn't she call me? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's yeah, the right. best. I mean, it's I'm, such a rewarding yeah. experience. And like I say, that generational thing too, it's like, man, it's, it's not a one way street. It's not like I'm just giving you all of my information that I know. Right. It's like they're they're telling you stuff and you're you know, it's back and forth and you're learning so much from each other. I I think it's such our society is so ageist. We have this tendency to just avoid mm-hmm. other generations and people don't live with their grandparents and people don't you know, mm-hmm. they just we don't do that. Yeah. And yeah. there's so much knowledge there. It's yeah, yes. it's really powerful. Yeah. Beautiful. No, that that key of community, my goodness, and community, yeah, community means all of that. You know, it's it's like you said, the whole age and generations, and ah, just so much. I, you know, I'm like, okay, I gotta get my plane ticket so I can come and you know, here's, I you, <laughs> we're gonna be, this is gonna be actually playing during the the week of the the, the festival, fest. Right. So I'm hoping that tickets and everything will still be available. How? Yes. You know, now that we have piqued the huge interest of, I want to hear, you know, these women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, the Washington Women what in Jazz people, Festival 2018. Yes, how do people, how do people come and listen and, and, and witness all of this? Well, I am so thrilled that this year I have um, mostly the majority of events are free events and the ones that aren't free are very low cost. And oh, um, wow. everything is on the website at WashingtonWomenInJazz.com. And also okay. Twitter, WW Jazz Fest, and Instagram, WW Jazz Fest, and Facebook is, you know, Facebook.com backslash WW Jazz Fest. So I would love anyone, everyone to reach out and say hello and tell us what they're doing and what is happening. We have jam sessions, we have workshops, um, we have our Young Artist Showcase is the first event, which uh, is going to be crazy. And uh, so I have all sorts of things. Shauna Tucker is playing on Wednesday the 14th. Um, it just literally anything, anything, everything that I could possibly think of um, is on this festival. And I'm so, so thrilled. I have uh, this beautiful concert on Friday the 16th, which is going to be with Isabel Escalante, who's a wonderful violinist who started her own organization called Together in Music. 
um, to send money to Venezuela and send food wow. to Venezuela and shipments of baby formula to Venezuela where the infant mortality rate has gone through the roof because people right. are starving. Um, she's, she started that. And so, uh, I write chamber music for her and her ensemble in LA. I'm bringing her out here and we're playing with a Brazilian drummer and it's just, wow. it's going to be, yeah, that's um, amazing. great. I am so, that's amazing. <laughs> yes. Can you give us this, the start dates and end dates? Cause I don't, people, we don't want anybody to miss this. If you're in the DC area, don't no excuses. <laughs> <laughs> you need to, up, you need to go. make some time. Yeah. Put you need to make some time. On, put your coat on. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff to do. Put on you your three, women. put on your three socks, put on your three socks. Yes. Cool. And it's crowded. Yes, so no. it's crowded. Show up early. Because yeah, right. it's, it's okay. always crowded. And we got t-shirts. Oh, we got, we got sunglasses. I'm telling you, the merch table is on point. Um, okay, so the dates for the festival, March Saturday, March the 10th through Sunday, March the 18th. And we're starting with Young Artist Showcase on the 10th, and we're ending with Sarah Hughes, who's one of my OG Washington Women in Jazz Festival every single year saxophonist. She's killer. She's doing an album release. Her debut album release is okay. the closing oh, night nice. on uh, Sunday nice. the 18th. So don't miss that. That's going to sell out. Everything's going to sell out. And there's a bunch of stuff wow. that's free. So it's going to free. It's going to free out. Free um, out. <laughs> and I, <laughs> gonna free I just out. get there early. Get ready. And uh, we ha- also have some RSVP events. Um, the business panel with Shauna Tucker is on Monday the 12th. Right. And there's an RSVP for that on the website. Um, so if you RSVP, you will eat a snack. That's what the RSVP is for. <laughs> I mean, we're inviting everybody, but I wanted to bring snacks. And how do I know how many snacks yeah. to bring without an RSVP? If you don't so, RSVP, you right, right. Right? If oh, you miss the RSVP, so if you're awesome. not on the list, we're going to keep you away from the snack table. We'll be like, right. no snacks to you. You, <laughs> you, you have to stand RSVP. in the corner. You need an RSVP. <laughs> Go over there. Go over there. You can pay no attention. No fruit punch you for you. you. No punch. Go over on the side. Yeah. Ah, uh, no. that is great. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I am just, you know, I, I had the opportunity to, to sing and, and play with you on, you know, some of my music. And that was that I just met you. What was that? Like four months ago or something. Yes. And I just had so much fun Oh, you know, obviously playing with you, but also just, I mean, as you guys, I told you we were going to laugh through this whole thing. Like, you know, you, you keep, I love laughing and you absolutely, you know, make that happen. But beyond that, like just, <laughs> you're just incredibly humble um, and just, you know, a joy. And like you said, you know, be nice. I mean, that, huh, that just goes such a far way. And so I just far, it goes far in, in, in anything that you do. Yes. Right. And so uh, again, I, you know, I invited you to, to be on this podcast because even in just meeting you, I had no idea about the story with Will, you know, none of that. I just came to him and said, I have somebody I want us to interview. And her name is Amy. He's like, Amy, Amy, Burnett, blah, 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 you know, and it's like, oh, and so, so, you know, I think that's just just know that that's that's awesome that if I can just say your name and it's like, oh, yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. it's just a few months ago that I that I even got, you know, an opportunity to work with you. And so, you oh. know, fantastic musician and just a really good, you know, good spirit. So congratulations on this festival. I, you know, hopefully, I don't know if you have dates for next year, but I really hope that I can come out and attend and, and you know, witness this because it just, it does yes, sound like a really please. phenomenal 
phenomenal oh, thing. Yeah. I had so much yeah. fun playing with you in December, and my I just I have yeah. such a good time at this festival. That's the other thing is like, you know, yes, be nice. Also, being nice is easy if you're having a good time and if you're relaxed yes. and mm-hmm. if you're not stressed. You know, I I have to say like if you're gonna be stressed out. Just, just stop. Just, <laughs> just call it. You know, I have things that completely fall apart, and like you know, a yeah. gig will be canceled, or the drum set will break, and there's no bass drum pedal, and yada right. yada. And you just have to keep going. It's not the end of the world. That's not the problem. Right. And if you have this right. overriding idea of what I want to bring out of this is joy and community and positivity and fun, and I I just want to put that out. I don't want to put anything yeah. negative out. Right, right. And then you're yeah. then nice is is no problem. Nice is just a is just a result of being right at in peace space. with yeah. stuff going wrong <laughs> and at peace absolutely. with not yeah because it's gotta absolutely happen. perfect. Yeah. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Well, well said. And wow. then you get these beautiful, perfect, perfect moments. You know, you get yeah. all of that yes. when, you, when you ease into it. Yep. Yep. That's what makes yeah. the moment perfect. Yeah, beautiful. Mm. Well, that this this is. Uh, I mean, there's there's so much we could talk about. I mean, we we could go on for probably another hour and a half, uh, just just yapping <laughs> about a whole lot of different things. But um, I think this is this is great to to give people an idea of what you're doing, and um, and it, where, where can they hear some of your stuff? Your, your stuff, not just the the watch the women stuff. And jazz yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, your me. stuff. My, more me. Yeah, your oh. stuff. <laughs> Oh, little old me. Um, yes, my my website is amykbormit.com and uh, I have a bunch of stuff on YouTube and SoundCloud and all that all that nonsense. Um, and yeah. hopefully, I'm putting out a new album in July. Awesome. God willing, ah, um, nice. a trio album oh, with wow. some killer musicians in LA, and um, one of which Ana Barrero is probably my I think I think we might have been separated at birth. Like I literally <laughs> think she's my my uh, my soul twin because I've never played with somebody that anticipates and also has ESP. Right. Uh, and her right. snare drum and my left hand, I think, are are part of the same contraption <laughs> because they just land at exactly the same place all the time. Anyway, Anna Barrero, she's playing yeah. at the festival. But um, yeah, so I'm. I'm on Facebook. I'm on everything. I'm on Twitter. Anyone can find me anywhere. And Good. Good. I yeah. have music there for them. Um, I have all not not only the jazz festival, but I have an upcoming concert in uh, the Bay Area at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. And all that information is on my website. Um, and yeah, so I'll be... Excellent. I'm around. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. Well, uh Definitely an artist to watch. Yes. So we appreciate you. Thank you for, I, and like I you said, you have 20 you people, 20 people coming to your house and stuff. You got to go. You got to go. So we, we, <laughs> I was like, I need to get some pizzas. We're going to need more pizza. Right. Double yeah. pizza order. <laughs> so yes, thank you for joining right. us. Right. That's it. College <laughs> students. So no, no hunger uh, like college students yeah. hunger. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. You know, well, you definitely know. Uh, trust me, I know. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Keep them fed. They'll be happy. <laughs> right. Awesome. Well, great. Thank we're you gonna... guys so much for having me. Yep. We're going to have to do this again another, another time, definitely. 
Anytime, all the time. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll have to broadcast from your from the actual festival next year or something. Yes. Where we can, oh, yeah, that's that might session. be a that's a cool. Yeah, that's a cool that's idea. A good one. That's a cool idea. All right. Well, thank you, and yeah, we'll another another an- fantastic really podcast podcast episode. Yes, yeah. Great, great. Thanks. We'll we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening, and we hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. Please leave us a comment on our page. If you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at info at creatingcrimson.com or drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbizbiz.com. If you would like to schedule a consultation session with Creating Crimson, you can fill out the contact form at the bottom of the website at creatingcrimson.com. If you would like registration services for your music project, you can visit makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com and go to the registration services page. Please fill out the contact form and we will get back with you promptly. If you are interested in advertising on our podcast, please send us an email at drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com.